This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. It's the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson. Norma Kamali is here. I was just telling you, I'm such a big fan of your work. If you knew how many pieces of your designs that I have in my closet, you would be like, oh, well, this is the perfect fit for this interview. <laughs> well, I'm pleased to hear that. That's good. Yes, yes. And we were just talking. You are also a Cancer Sun and a Pisces Rising. Isn't yes. that what you told me? So we both yeah. have the Cancer Rising in our signs, which I have never met anyone else who has as much water in their chart as I do and so it's so refreshing I guess here we are here we are all the feels but but I I think um you know you have Taurus and balancing that and I have Aquarius and we're probably perceived as Taurus and Aquarius more than we are do you know what I mean yeah totally I think I I think cancers are always thought of as moms at home a ton of kids and sort of Pisces is passive and sweet and I mean not that we're not right (laughs) but um but there are so many ways to nurture and a lot of it can be done through the work you do right and through the work I do do you think that that part of your chart is what stimulates your creativity? Because just like you said, I feel like my clients get a lot of my mothering and nurturing. Do you feel that way about your designs? Well, I I think um, every designer has the experience of hearing stories from people who wear the clothes. And, you know, it could be about meeting their soulmate or getting married and something, all of that. So there's something about clothes that hug a human body, mm. but I do think the um, sort of the wellness, healthy lifestyle part of what I do is more of the nurturing. And um, my book, which is a handbook for women, is more about serving women and nurturing women through my experience and uh So I think you're right. You do it with your clients and um, I do it through my communication. And it's probably a good part of our purpose in this lifetime. Yes, I agree with you. I want to get into what you just kind of touched on in a minute about all of the things you're doing now and bringing to women specifically. I love your mission with women, but I want to give the people a backstory. If you guys don't know Norma Kamali's work, she has been in the fashion industry for over 50 years. You're 76 now, which is amazing. You look amazing, by the way. This is is, um, so exciting. But so you are a born and raised New Yorker. Did you always know you wanted to do fashion? I mean, I know fashion is such a huge industry in New York and basically you know, everyone grows up thinking about New York in relation to fashion. So did you always know this was something you wanted to do? Um, No, I, when I grew up, um, it was 50s and 60s when I was like 
teens and um and the fashion at the time was um madman fashion you know oh, yeah with the that look and pantyhose and garter belts and cone rock I hated it I absolutely did not like clothes and fashion but I was I wanted to be a painter and I was taking a lot of painting classes and anatomy classes. And so I was learning how to draw the human form in my room, had Michelangelo drawings and everything that was inspired by the human form. It wasn't until, uh, and I wanted, again, to be a painter. And my mother convinced me that she would not pay for anything if I continued to be a painter. <laughs> and so I had to end up getting a scholarship. And I I ended up getting a scholarship to FIT as an illustrator. My first job interview was just so horrible. The, the guy who was interviewing me was eating a tuna sandwich with his feet up on the desk. And he said, young lady, put your portfolio down and turn around for me. And I just, I heard my mother saying, get a job, get a job. And he was the power in the room. And I turned around and I started crying. I was so humiliated that I did that, that I lost my dignity and allowed that to happen. And I ran out and I said, this is not for me. I don't want to be in the fashion industry. And at the time, if you looked in the New York Times classified section, you could find jobs. And there was a job in the office at an airline. And I thought, I want to travel. I'm going to see if I can get a job. So I worked at a Univac computer in the office of Northwest Dorian Airlines. And I went to London every weekend for $29 round trip for four years. And that's when... That whole 60s revolution started and I was there, I was inspired and I became a part of it right away. Wow. So you kind of experienced the Me Too moment before the Me Too moment. The Me Too moment has been around a long time. A long time. I have, I have a lot of Me Too, really insane um, situations, but you have to remember there's so much behind me too, because first of all, our mothers and mothers raised the boys that mm -hmm. were behaving that way, right? But there's also another part of it that a lot of the boys had to go to Vietnam. They were losing their lives. They were inducted into really tough situations. So there was more than the idea that these guys are giving their lives. So they did have a favor over women. Do you know what I mean? There was a consideration that we don't think about now because it is such a different time, but the behavior um, needed to be modified, needed to be changed. But there were a lot of other circumstances that sort of kept that uh, a, a practice that we would not tolerate you now. Yeah, that makes total sense. I forgot about the war piece of that. That would that really does make sense. Yeah, the boys were getting enlisted. If you look at the Ukraine now and you look at the Russia, boys are getting inducted. Mm -hmm. They're just chosen to go. And that's not happening for women. So that's a big thing that we don't talk about now, but that that is a realistic kind of factor in in the relationship between men and women. Mm -hmm. So once you started going to London and realizing that fashion was something you were really interested in, what was the transition or how did you get involved in actually becoming a designer? Well, I, I ended up um, being in a time and place where music was changing. Um, I ended up meeting people that were involved in music at the time and um, even being in this club called the Speakeasy, where Jimi Hendrix would was only musicians, and I met some musicians who invited me to come to the club every weekend. And I was very good friends with Jeff Beck and a lot of the you know the great people of the time. And that inspiration and the clothing that I was bringing back for friends. So 
prior to this period, nobody showed their knees in clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, the madman, nobody showed their knees. And a good reason was if you're wearing stockings and a garter belt, it's not, you know, it's not going to be good that you see the top of the stockings. And it just wasn't what was happening. London, I when I arrived, it was just beginning to, to go through this transformation. And I started seeing skirts mid-thigh and faster than the speed of life. I hem, hemmed my skirt up and I said, not, not, not happening here with this long skirt. <laughs> and then I started bringing clothes back and all my friends just like keep bringing stuff. And then other people heard about it. So I opened a basement store for $285 a month. And I painted the floor and the Salvation Army had this snakeskin wallpaper and I put that up and these funky sort of display cabinets. And I opened opened a little small space and I would bring the clothes back. And then I would say in the third year of doing that, I started to have my own ideas of things that I would like to see that I wasn't seeing. And I begged my mother who used to make my clothes and we would fight constantly about the styles I wanted and the styles she thought I should be wearing. And I begged her to help me make some things and they sold right away. Mm. And so I got the bug and I was sort of, that's, this is it. This is it. I've got to do this. And that's when I realized I, I felt very comfortable about it. And then I had a full page in Vogue and a full page in Harper's Bazaar. And it'd been six months that I'd been making the clothes. And I thought, they're going to find out I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> and I, it'll be over. But I am so excited. So yeah. that was the beginning. So you just so quickly got picked up. I read somewhere too, you are the one responsible for the Farrah Fawcett bathing suit, that red bathing suit in the iconic picture. I mean, was there a moment other than the moment you just mentioned where you were like, oh my gosh, this is actually going to work? Well, you know, I'm, I'm still the sole owner of my company. Okay. And in order for that to happen and not have partners, there were a lot of years where I thought, okay, tomorrow I'm going to be out of business. Or I would cry myself to sleep and thinking, how am I going to pay for fabric? What am I going to do? So there were a lot of lean years and with, but not without something wonderful happening at the same time, like two full pages of magazines and I don't know how I'm going to get fabric. Right. Or that. So it always, whether it's whatever field, it could be music or anything. That's what's happening. You're famous, but you're penniless at the same time. So there was a, a period where I, all of a sudden being underground to being out of that sort of private little space happened when I was doing um, swimwear cover-ups for my swimwear collection. And as a swimmer, I would always wear my brother's sweatshirt when I got out of the water. And at the time, you can only buy sweatshirts like that at Army-Navy stores or boys and men's stores. And so I bought gray sweatshirt fabric to make cover-ups and I ended up saying oh wow maybe I should make a gown maybe I should make a jacket maybe I should make a suit and I had 36 pieces out of gray sweatshirt fabric and no this was still hangover time from studio 54 where glitter and color Mm. was still popular so nobody was doing this it was very different and I was copied so much at the time and everybody was I would see Bloomingdale's with take my designs and make money on it. And I wasn't able to like pay the rent. And I thought I can't show this to anybody. So I called women's wear and I asked them to come and give me advice. And they said, don't show it to anybody. You need to work with a manufacturer who will help make this for you. And I met this guy, a friend of mine was a lawyer and I couldn't afford a lawyer. And he said, this is what you ask for 
this percentage, this royalty, this for advertising. I had a little steno pad and we met and he said, can I see the line? I said, no, I can't actually show it to you. <laughs> and, and he said, well, women's wear said it's, I have to do it. So what would you like? And I said, I would like, I took out my pad so naive. And I said, I'd like this royalty, this minimum guarantee. And he said, okay, shook hands two weeks later. So then globally, um, all of a sudden, people knew me through this, not anything I'd done before. Wow. I love that you're saying the truth about even if you have, you know, a huge spread in Harper's Bazaar, you can't pay your rent. Because right. isn't that the life of a creative? It's just like, totally. the, it looks so luxurious from the yeah. outside. And we know yeah. that in the trenches, right. it's just not like that. I know, I know. And it's usually the times when people get awards or yeah. it's, it's, the, it's the irony of it all that it's at those times that you think, Oh my God, I'm going to get found out for sure. You know, especially when you're in your thirties and you haven't like, by the time you get to 40, that the thirties are so much about faking it till you make it, you know, Mm -hmm. like I, let's see if I can make my way through this. And then when you get into your forties, your, your identity is pretty set and it's a time when you're, you can monetize your brand, but there's a period of time throughout your life where it's always up and down. It's never, ever, ever a straight bar of even temperament, even events. So, and the process is learning and growing, right? The universe is teaching us lessons and we have to stop doing certain things and change. So, the process is always there and the irony of getting credited when you're in the worst time and when you're feeling the best, like nobody's paying attention. (laughs) So it's really, it's crazy. And the expectations of a creative life, very often in fashion, if you go in the fashion schools, everybody wants to be rich and famous Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, good. (laughs) do it, but then you maybe need investors and partners, and then you don't have the independence to do what you want. And I haven't ever had anybody telling me what I should design or when I should do it. But I've also had the responsibility of learning how to run a business Mm -hmm. and being responsible for that part of it, which I actually have learned to enjoy. And I thought I'd never be qualified to do that. Well, it's such a different mindset than the designing mindset, I would imagine. So it's like you have this one side of you that's the creative looking at silhouettes and all of the designs and then the other business side. It's like a totally different brain function. How do you balance that? It actually turned out to be um, my greatest asset because when I started, I, I got married at 19. I left out that part. I married a, <laughs> I, <laughs> I married an Iranian student who was gorgeous and a really good dancer. And we danced together great. And my mother was menopausal. And you didn't just leave the house. You had to get married. So yeah. I cried the day I got married because I knew it wasn't what I should be doing. But I married him and we, we, he was lovely. And like I said, gorgeous, but we were kids and he was helping. He, we joined together for the, for the store because while he was going to school, you know, he had time to sell the clothes in the store. And so it was that kind of thing. And then eventually we grew in different ways and my independence as a designer and feeling confident in it uh, eventually became threatening for him. And nobody knew me. He was the face of the company. Nobody, I was in the sample room all the time. And eventually um, I had to leave because it just, you know, 
when you your husband is dating the sales girls that you fire and he rehires them and then they tell you what they want you to make from for their design ideas it's like okay i think i'm going to go yeah, and that wouldn't really so, work for me <laughs> so i left with $98 to my name and God. i i had separated from him so i had an apartment that had a mattress no curtains and I was like, now what do I do? I've never run a business. I know nothing about it. Women didn't get loans from banks then. It right. was, and, and what did I have? I had $98 in press clippings. Like, what is that? And so I had to learn. I really had to learn how to run a business. But I also had to learn to talk to people and tell people my story because I kept everything is secret. I was so embarrassed by it. Um, and then I learned that if you tell your story, people actually want to help. And, mm. and so I, that transition was another very painful one. And here I am with $98. And I learned how to do business. And that door opened for me to meet this guy who was going to do the business, the sweatshirt business with me, which changed my life completely. And that wouldn't have happened if I stayed. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I thank this girl who came in to show me her designs, who was dating my husband with a big ring and whatever. And I, I thank her at the time. I didn't want to thank her, I right. have to say, <laughs> but, um, but I thank her for, for being a part of the catalyst to get me up and out of there so that I could move on and be where I should be going. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off, and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Yeah, hindsight always makes it a lot easier to see what the universe was actually bringing to you. What did you, how, because you've had such a long-standing business, what were the things that you would say to yourself in the moment to keep going or to encourage yourself? Or when you said in your 30s, you're kind of faking it till you make it. I mean, I really resonate with that. I'm about to turn 40, but I'm finally feeling like, but you know, yeah, yes, like I'm finally feeling like, it's okay, right. I'm figuring myself out. 
But that doesn't mean I still don't struggle with that little bit of Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome. And so what were the messages that you would say to yourself to keep going and to keep the business so successful? Well, I mean, you have to, if you're in a creative field, you have to be passionate about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I... I still love my job. I mm. love my job. And I loved it then. And I knew I had so much that I wanted to do. And so the idea of not being able to have a voice mm-hmm. and being able to do it did just just was not something that I wanted in my life. But at the time, there were no women in my world or in the fashion industry who were having their own business and designers and business people i didn't have i didn't have anybody to look at and so i just had to go on the passion i felt and so that's where you know the cancer pisces the feeling that i must do this i love this so much um really kept me going and I I realized if I wanted to do this I had to learn about business I had to understand how to integrate the business side of it the creative side of it and I am so grateful for that I don't think I would be in business 55 years if I didn't have that I would have partners and maybe not be in business anymore, like a lot of incredibly talented designers who who had partners or investors, and then the investors say, I'm I'm not gonna take a chance for another season. And for me, I would scramble to to make it happen so I could get to the next season if I needed to. So there are lots of risks and rewards and sacrifices and big highs, but that's part of the process through your 30s. And in your 40s, what you have to look forward to is really fantastic because, yes, uh, today, I, I every time you do something new, it's another risk. It's another scary thing. Or am I going to do it? So I'm always trying to do new things. So I'm always having this imposter Mm -hmm. thing going on, but I'm a little bit more experienced. And and so now you're more experienced. And as you get into your forties, your brand is clear to you. It's now, how do you monetize it? How do you give it the the value that it deserves now and and that's another fun episode that there's a lot of fun in that and and there are other lessons to learn that are different from the 30s lessons and you're you've already gone through your Saturn return when you were 30 so you you know how to go through a crisis mm-hmm. and so now you're you're not you know you're not naive in the in the way you were when you were in your 20s and 30s you're you're more savvy and you can negotiate for yourself too you 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 know you know what it is you want and you can do it and the thing is making sure you're living up to your dream your mm-hmm. goals and thinking about what that is and being clear about it so that you don't meander and you just stay in that road. Sometimes there's adjustments, but mm-hmm. really being clear about your purpose and what you're meant to be doing in this lifetime. Yeah, I love that. My best friend always says when she turned 40 was the moment she decided, I have to start really taking a bet and believing in myself yeah. or else no one else is going to. That's so right. She did, and her entire career shifted. And now yeah. five years later, I see her just thriving and I look forward to that. And that, mo- you know, like I'm really trying to lean in right now to, okay, you're right. Like I am figuring out who I am and what my brand is and what I want to stand for. And I'm going to start taking a bet on myself. Totally. In yeah. order to, to maintain. Um, so when you, on your journey, you said that you haven't 
sold. You haven't brought in other people. Was there a moment where you were offered that option? Did it seem enticing ever? Or what? why did you decide to stay on your own? Well, it was always enticing, especially when I had no money. It right. Really <laughs> enticing. Um, and, you know, there were fashion shows are, you know, excruciatingly expensive. Yes. And um, and that's the way designers show their collections. And I couldn't afford to do a fashion show. I did a few, but I couldn't afford when I when I had the license agreement. I had an incredibly huge budget. And even then, I didn't want to do fashion shows. So I did films mm-hmm. um, that I still love that uh, that were really sort of uh, almost like sex in the city, little 20 minute films uh, showing the collection. And I thought that that was going to be the thing that took over fashion shows. But I was yeah. wrong. Um, <laughs> But I couldn't, but for most of my life, I couldn't afford to do fashion shows. And so I had to be creative about the way I did things. And then there were times where advertising and these big budgets were really critical in the way designers got recognition. And there were offers um, that were very, very enticing. I I did licenses in Europe and in Asia, and that was a, a form of income, a sort of partnership, but not not really like somebody owning part of your business. And I always, in the end, decided, you know what? I rather live a creative life um, and have free will more than anything, that's mm-hmm. really what's important to me. So I chose that. And I also chose to stay in the background and not be a celebrity designer. Mm-hmm. Um, because I felt that, first of all, I still feel that way that my clothes are really the important thing. And the, the people wearing them, that combination is thrilling for me. And so I didn't want to be out front. And I think that served me well, too, because it's very easy to get tired of celebrities and Mm -hmm. tired of designers. And I think I would have gone in the waste bin with a lot of other people along the way. But being in the background and um, lasting 55 years, I think has a lot to do that that's the path I chose where I was quieter doing my thing and letting everybody else shine. And, um, and when my clothes are worn, I love it. I, I love, I love seeing everybody. I love seeing people who are not famous and post on Instagram and look amazing. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing the range of clients I have. And I love seeing celebrities wear my clothes too, and sort of create this other magic that happens uh in those situations yeah and that's what i that's one of the things i love about your brand not only are your designs so unique and you're actually credited with things like making the shoulder pad popular in the 80s i mean huge fashion statements and you know now we can see sarah jessica parker still wearing your stuff on this new sex in the city reboot right but for us normal people, the, the items are affordable and they're very mm-hmm. attainable for a normal lifestyle, which is something that I've always so greatly appreciated right. because a girl who just wants to look cool and feel good can still, you know, mm-hmm. attain these items and it's not so out of reach for us regular folk, which is so exciting. I, to me, they're very important parts of what I do. One is I want the clothes to be timeless. My sleeping mm-hmm. bag coat is still on in my collection. I did in 1974 out of my sleeping bag. That coat is still a hot style. It's inspired a lot of a lot of other big puffy coats. Mm-hmm. And so timeless style is really important to me. Fit and mm-hmm. quality are important and affordable. I feel that talents 
and design does not have to be expensive. Mm. If, if I'm creative, I should be able to make clothes that are fun to wear, that can last forever in your wardrobe, that don't have to be dry clean, that you can wash them. Dry cleaning is a no-no for me. Yes. It's like feeding a dog. You know, you get a dog and then you keep feeding it and feeding it. Well, a dress should not have to be, be subsidized. I mean, you just wash it and done. So I think being practical about fashion gives people the freedom to have fun with it mm-hmm. and that it's not precious and it wasn't so expensive. And that you can wash it if it gets dirty. So you can sit on the floor. You can, we, women are much more versatile in the way they use their bodies and the way we behave. And so I, you know, I'm on the floor half the day fitting and doing things. I, I'm a very active person. I work out. I like to do physical things. I don't want my clothes to be so precious that I can't wear this to an event in the evening or work out in it. I want to be able to do both. And I think that's what modern clothes should be about. That's so funny that you mentioned those two examples because I have one of your jumpsuits. It's this velvet jumpsuit with this cute belt and I wear it to cocktail parties a lot and it's always a hit. I mean, it's got these pockets. Everyone is constantly like, we're where did you get that? I wear it with a pair of Louboutins or I could wear it to the gym because it's so yeah. comfortable and so cute that I can make it, you know, streetwear, throw on a pair of an Adidas shoe and walk down the street. And it's so versatile, mm-hmm. which I feel with all of your designs. And there's things that I could wear all of the time. And um, like you said, I just feel like that is such a, an important piece of fashion, especially mm-hmm. for you know, the people listening, I know I appreciate fashion so much, but I also need it to be practical for my life. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is um, you're talking about um, Sarah Jessica Parker and yeah. um, and their the new show. And um, at the beginning of the show, I saw some of my vintage pieces there and I thought, oh, that's funny that they're, that she's wearing vintage now. And and then there was a photograph of her wearing this dress we call the Diana dress. And she looked, she looked amazing in it. And she yes. looked modern and she looked powerful in her age and her mm-hmm. everything. And we have been struggling to, I mean, we're making so many of those dresses before that. And the supply chain issue, and we figured yeah. out a strategy of how we're going to fill all these orders because it's been a very popular dress, and increasingly through COVID, it even became more popular. And then we figure it out, and I see this picture, and it's on the internet, and I'm like, oh my God, what are we going to do? <laughs> and so, by some strange twist of fate, we decided to just invest in fabric in a few colors and one of the colors was that blue Mm -hmm. and so the dress is very interesting because I did it in 1973 and it was a different fabric and and it was very popular and I made it you know the it didn't have a bodysuit inside the way the new one has and then I did it again in the 80s a little different, different fabric, did very well. And when I decided to do it again, I thought I need to put the bodysuit in. So there's real comfort and this, mm-hmm. you don't have to think about anything. And then seeing all of the body types, pregnant women, everybody wearing the dress and thinking, oh my God, incredible that such a diverse group of women and girls and body types and everything and it was just so wonderful to see and then coincidentally on valentine's day i bumped into sarah jessica parker at a restaurant and we had a great conversation about the dress and she's she wears my clothes um to for other things too so uh we talked about the power of 
aging and mm. the, how you present yourself in that power physically too, not just, you know, the attitude of it. But um, it, it, she's got a tremendous opportunity in that show to highlight the power of aging. And I, and I, we had a conversation about it and I think we'll probably have more, but, uh, but it was really, it was great to, to see her, especially after the whole carry dress thing. Oh yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about the power of aging because that was one of the parts of your story now that you, I love this mission that you're bringing to women of just owning your age and aging gracefully and all of in the power in that. And I hear so much of that in your story and how you've really embraced your journey. What would you say to women who are just sitting here? Like I'm sitting here going, Oh, you know, I'm turning 40 and there's so much that's changed in my life the last three years. And in so many ways I've convinced myself that that means that I'm a failure or like, Oh God, it's too late. You know, those mentalities. (laughs) And I mean, I'm turning 40. So I love that you're laughing. This is great. But so it's hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me why, tell us why, because I want to know what you've learned. So, um, I think this is an important part of my communication with women and, and, and I'm really serious about this. I, at 65, I met my soulmate. I wasn't ready for him before 65. Mm. My friend, the astrologer Mm -hmm. told me in 1970 that I would meet my soulmate in my 60s. And I said, should I slit my wrist now? What are you yeah. saying to me? <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, da, 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 da. I had boyfriends along the way, but I chose the dreck of life because the truth is I wasn't ready for a real relationship yet. I was still developing and I had stuff to do my stuff, right? I had yeah. stuff to take care of. Now, I'm not saying wait till you're 65, then it'll be great. It's different for everyone. So you cannot, like at 30, when we're all saying, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Life is passing me by. Oh my God. And we're all crying because life is passing us by. That's the Saturn return that's saying it's not the same for everybody. This is a transformation that's different. So relationships, the relationship part of our growth and evolution is different for all of us. And I didn't think I was going to meet a soulmate. I really, I just thought it was other people had it. And I was actually okay because my friendships were great. And, you know, I was dating interesting people and as long as I wasn't thinking about marrying them, they mm. could be stupid if they had to be or whatever. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, yeah. But, um, and I had great adventures, I, I have to say. But the, the development, our development through each decade is so important. The growth and development and the focus on your purpose is the key. Mm. So I, like I said, I knew I wanted a creative life. I knew it, always knew it. I wanted a creative life and I didn't want people telling me how to be creative. And so the choices I made and the decisions I made were based on that, right? Mm. So I did not take partners I did not take investors. I did licenses because I still own my own company, but I didn't have partners. And those choices were made because I understood what was important to me and my moral fiber, what who I wanted to be. And I think, I'm sure you know what that purpose is. Maybe you don't have it sort of, smoothed out and perfect but you know intuitively what Mm. that is and you have to keep that straight ahead of you so that the decisions you make choices you make about your brand and how you develop it are really made with the core of who you are 
when you feel like you're on the path for that and you love yourself, right? When you understand self-love, that's when that person who is going to love you comes into your life. Because before you identify who you are, what your purpose is, and loving yourself, a lot of us don't really love ourselves in the way we should. So we attract people who don't really love us either. They right. play us. They, they hurt us. They do things self, in a self-serving way. They see our weaknesses. They play into them. I have stories. We all have stories. But I have like lots of stories because <laughs> I'm older than you are. But, but the point is, it took me to 65 to deal with some issues that had to do with relationships, family relationships, those, those one that are the toxic family relationships that had me locked in. When I dealt with that, I was 65. And it took that long for me to show love to myself and then to attract somebody who's going to love me in that way. So there's a lot of work to do. Many people can do this faster than I did. So <laughs> I don't want to depress everybody. But the point being, I also understood that I learned in the 80s when my friends were dying of AIDS that mm. healthy lifestyle was so critical to the immune system. And, and so I sought out um, people who were, you know, Andrew Weil is one of them. A lot of these people who were early innovators in this practice in this world. And I studied with them. And I um, I studied with Horst, who developed the Veda. And I really became a student of healthy lifestyle. And I decided to adopt that for me um, so that I could feel good in my body, that I could feel good about aging. So I, I have lines on my face. I have I'm I show my age, even though people say, oh, you don't look your age. And I'm like, yeah, I do look my age. I I am an example of my age okay. because this is an example of what 76 can look like. But it's it's loving yourself. So you eat properly, you sleep properly, you do things, you work out and you take care of your body. That's also self-love. Mm -hmm. And if you can do that, aging feels powerful because my mind has all of this information for all the years of experience I have. So I can share it with people and I can use it for new projects I'm working on. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. 
Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Well, speaking of those new projects, let's talk about the Wellness Cafe because I think what you just touched on about our immune systems and uh, so much of that has come up with COVID, obviously. But when I look at you, I'm like, wow, you are showing such a great example of, of something at 76, what 76 can look like. And the peace and calm and just your demeanor even is so something that I would want to strive to. And so what what have you brought or what are you bringing to other people with this wellness cafe? And what are the lessons that you've learned to get there? So I initially did the wellness cafe um, after 9-11 because I realized after 9-11, everybody's immune system would have a certain um, tension and that to compensate for that, there would have to be a reckoning with lifestyle Mm -hmm. and that eating properly and understanding what fitness and, you know, the three pillars of a healthy lifestyle, sleep, diet, exercise, what that means. And so I invited people to come speak. Uh, It was a place where we had films and like-minded people came out of the woodwork. And I started to bring in products that would be, for instance, if you're going to brush your teeth, there's a lot of controversy around toothpaste, right? There's sugar in toothpaste, chemicals in toothpaste. So I found a tooth soap that also pulled bacteria out of your system. And we know gut health is very important. And that was like, oh, this is a great thing to do. And a mouthwash that alkalines your system while it was a mouthwash. And so I started to um, find all of these very interesting choices that were immune boosters. Mm-hmm. And then um, the Wellness Cafe became a bigger part of other projects I was working on. And then finally, through COVID, I decided to put the Wellness Cafe up on our website and put up some of the mainstay products mm-hmm. that I use every day of my life. And what I've learned is the latest flavor of the month of new thing that's going to make you look 20 years younger, or whatever, thinner, and all of this crazy shit (laughs) is just crazy shit. It's not real. It's some of it could be good, but timeless ingredients work. And I have road tested these things. And I believe in them so that I still use them and I will continue to use them and I'm sharing them with everybody. And so if you go to normal life um, and the wellness cafe, you'll see them and they're really worth trying. They're really so valuable in that they not only boost your immune system, but they make you feel good and look good right away. Hmm. Anything that's going to work. And and Stephen Gundry and I had this conversation. If it's going to work, it's going to work right away. You don't have to wait two weeks to see if the wrinkle goes away. You don't have to wait a month to see if whatever it is, is going to work. It's going to work. And I think that's really what people need to understand is try something. If it works, be loyal to it. You don't have to jump around. You don't have to have a drawer full of products that are in a graveyard of things you're never going to use again. Be realistic about timeless ingredients because they're timeless for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. They work. So I um, I have had a lot of experience in searching for these things. I've spent a lot of time in olive orchards. Um, learning about the value of olive oil Mm -hmm. and um, the value of tea. These are two things that are inside, outside, right? You can use them both internally and externally. And so I've made products using um, these ingredients. And I also uh, source products. I have, there's a, a product called Green Vibrance, which is a powder, a green powder I use, and it's 
packed, packed with nutrition. And it's an old school powder. I mean, that it's like from the 70s. Is it really? But they, a, a couple, a great couple bought the company about 10 years ago mm-hmm. and they sort of upgraded everything and the, the ingredients are fantastic. And, mm-hmm. um, and if you have that every day, it's like, you know, it's great for every cell in your body, for your hair, your eyes, your bones, everything. Yeah. And so all of these things can add to this little regimen that you put together for yourself. And when you feel different and you see that you look different, why not buy into it mm-hmm. and and treat yourself that way without it being a big 12-step ordeal, right? Yeah. I love that. And you guys can go find all of these products are the Wellness Cafe on Norma's website. It's normakamali.com. Um, I'm just such a fan of you. I'm such a fan of your designs in general, but now I'm learning more about you as a person and just this aging with power. I'm so grateful that you're bringing that to women because I feel like the pressure that we put on ourselves to hit certain mile markers, you know, like by 30, you should be married. And I love hearing that you met your soulmate at 65 because that's when you actually knew yourself and everyone's journey is just so different. And that's what we should lean into. That's where the true power is. So tell people where else they can keep up with you. Well, um, you can follow me on Instagram and see what's going on. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know, Kelly, I have a question for you. Sure. What? So what is your brand? You know, that is so interesting that you asked because as you were speaking about that, um, you said to me, I think you know what your brand is. And I, when I've mentioned the last three years, a lot of it's shifting, it has. And so much of it was really heavy fashion-based and outer beauty-based. And part of what I do believe I'm meant to bring to this world, just like we were saying before, is really looking at the insides and the internal beauty and... um just the feelings and being okay and comfortable in our feelings and of ourselves. And so that is what I want my brand to become because I'm very comfortable speaking about those things. And I didn't really realize how rare that was until now. So um, great. that's what I'm shifting towards. Very good. That's great. I think, you know, the more you talk about what that brand is, the mm-hmm. more you'll find yourself formulating it and and um, seeing it come to light. So I, I think it's important that you talk about it and okay. and um, and see people's reactions and okay. and get feedback with that. A lot of times taking a concept and then of course never forgetting mm-hmm. what you know self-love, what it is, you know, what is your purpose? Mm-hmm. How do you see your purpose? Obviously nurturing is you know part of the our characteristics but what is your purpose so that you stay on point with it um and then you know it'll happen very quickly too because it's a it's amazing as you get 40 I remember 39 to 40 really well like I remember 30 really well too and 
all of a sudden it goes. It's like, damn, yeah. And so you need to be very active about it. You need to be very, put a lot of energy into it. Don't waste any, don't waste a minute on distractions. Okay. That's really good advice because I've been wasting a lot of minutes on distractions. (laughs) I'll do that. Not now. Yeah. No, you can't. So basically, when you figured out what you wanted your brand to be, you just started talking about it and staying true to it. Did you write it down somewhere and then start speaking about it to people? Or how did that work? Yeah. So in my case, I I had my business, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I went through and I've had the same business, but obviously the business can't stay the same. So right. every time I am thinking of a new idea or a new direction, it's I I I have to make a leap. I have to invest in myself, right? I have mm-hmm. to make make changes or do something different, just like you're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And in the process of doing that, I need to sound off, right? I I need to talk to people. Sometimes it can be a confidant. Sometimes it could be your astrologer, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, For me, my astrologer was super helpful um, because I've known her for so long and she would give me good feedback and I would talk to her about what I was thinking about and she would she would clue me into timing. She would clue me into be careful of people you meet right now or things like that. So I treasure the help I've gotten through astrology, even though all those years people would make fun of me if I asked them their sign. I was like, That's oh, me you're too. so spooky. <laughs> you're so funny. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> but, but I would use, if you if you feel good about your mm-hmm. astrologer, mm-hmm. I would use that person. And then there are people who are wise that you know. Yes. There are people or that you don't even know. Uh, I've made, I call people today that I don't know that are doing something that I think is really fantastic and I want to learn about it. I want to know about it. Um, and I've learned so much from total strangers that become friends. So you have to not be shy about that either. So what if they say no and they don't like, what are you losing? You're not losing anything, true. Yeah, but you have to sort of just go for it and, and reach out. Somebody's doing something or feel like you can call me or yeah. send me an email. Like, you know what? Heads up. I have a question. Ask me the question. Tell you what I'm thinking. You get feedback. Yeah. Nobody, nobody will say no. I promise you. They don't. They don't. People want to help people, but you have to, like I learned to tell my story to get Mm -hmm. help. Mm -hmm. That's now you need to just, this is what I'm thinking. What kind of feedback get asked questions, but it doesn't have to be girlfriends that you're asking. This has to be, you want to get, you want to get different feedback from people in the know and they may come up with ideas and suggestions that you didn't even think about that just are opportunities that are great. So you have nothing to lose now because you have a brand. Yeah. It's not, you're not 35, right? You're, you have a brand. So now make it happen and be aggressive about it. Make calls, talk to people, reach okay. out, ask somebody who knows somebody, hey, you know, I'd love to meet that person. I'd love to ask him a few questions. Would you mind doing an introduction? Mm-hmm. Nothing to lose. That's going to be, that's going to go on my mirror. Nothing to lose. <laughs> ask the question. <laughs> true. It's true. That is so power. You, yeah. 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 So that, so, and that's, it's a lot of fun too. It really is. I'm going to trust it's, you on that one until I believe it myself. <laughs> right. Try it. 
Okay. I will. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was such a joy and such a gift for me to have this conversation for so many reasons, but I really appreciate you being here. I hope you guys go check out Norma. It's normakamali.com. And then on Instagram, you're at Norma Kamali, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much again. Thank you, Kelly. Good luck to keep in touch. I will. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson, where we believe everyone has a little velvet and a little edge. Subscribe for more conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. Search Velvet's Edge wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.